When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Welcome to Not Over It. I'm Becky Kirsch. And I'm Zareen Siddiqui. And we have made it to February. We have. But, you know, I look forward to the day when we stop saying we made it to something. Like, it's a huge accomplishment. Like, we made it to Friday. We made it to February. But is it a pandemic thing? Were we always like this? Will it ever end? Um, I don't think so. But... Since we did, in fact, make it to February, it's now time to look back at everything that January brought us. Uh, Per usual, it was mostly trash, but before we get into that, what's your not over it? Everything that January brought us. Well, something that January brought me was the fact that Jimmy Fallon has managed yet again to create an entire TV series that's a spinoff from one of those little games he plays on the Tonight Show. We all remember Lip Sync Battle. Do you remember Lip Sync Battle? Oh my God, DJ Khaled, another one? How? Another one. Well, this one includes 100% less LL Cool J and Chrissy Teigen, but this one is called That's My Jam, which I truly did not realize was its own separate show. I had been seeing clips of it on TikTok and YouTube and was just like, oh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt was on jimmy fallon and they sang this little song and then i opened hulu and it was like do you want to watch that's my jam and Wait, is is this the is this the game where he you know does the little like uh, slot machine button and they the celebrities have to sing songs in various accents like you have to sing baby got back the way that celine dion would sing it yeah kind of so the whole thing is that it's an hour long of celebrities competing against each other in teams and they do various games like the one you just said So it's Um, like they don't know which games they're coming in. So it's like a mini Olympics where they're like, now you have to perform exactly what you just said, like this song and this accent. Like now Josh Groban has to play songs on these random musical instruments that he doesn't know how to play. So Hulu is like, do you want to watch this? And I'm like, fine. Fine. (laughs) I mean – I do like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I was like, I do like what I saw of this clip of, you know, Alessia Cara and Chancellor Rapper. And I didn't hate it. And that's the worst part. But you know what? Chance the Rapper doing a country version of Hot in Here was truly impressive. And it was like a full performance, like they fully performed. So I hate the fact that this is existing and this is happening again. And I hate the fact that I like it. And I just like Jimmy Fallon, all the money. 
I know. Well, this one sounds more fun, though. I do like the the Sands Chrissy Teigen, I think, might probably be the best. But I found that show to start getting annoying because all I wanted was the YouTube clips. And I was like, I don't need a show of this. But if it's like a whole mix of different kinds of games, maybe that makes more sense for it to be. An yes, I show. will say this does cut down on like it, it mostly is just them pl- playing the games. It's like watching a supersized <laughs> episode of The Tonight Show. And if you like the celebrities, I mean, they were genuinely trying. And uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Chance the Rapper were on the same team. Alessia Carr and Josh Groban had less chemistry as a team. Um, sad. But yes, I'm sad. I'm sad to say it's entertaining. Take my money, well, Jimmy Fallon. Unfortunately, I'll also be checking that out now. So thanks. Um, what What is your my not, not over, over it? it is the fact that I recently learned Anne Hathaway was almost cast as the lead in A Walk to Remember. I believe which, we all recently learned this. Um, yes, it's apparently the. It's been twenty years since we were wrecked by the story of Lynn Carter and Jamie Sullivan. Um, Shane West, Mandy Moore, and the director Adam Shankman got together to catch up, and apparently Shankman told a story where Anne Hathaway had to remind him how she was the runner-up, and he just continues to respond with i don't remember her at all i don't remember her even auditioning i was pulling for mandy (laughs) yikes but a world where anne hathaway was jamie sullivan seems like not a world i want to live in oh i could see it no i love mandy more in that movie it's so sad i don't think she plays such a good weird you know whatever (laughs) she is She's a weird, so bizarre. Dying religious teenager. Yeah, it's yes, it's all very problematic in, in a lot of ways, I guess, but in hindsight. Yeah. Well, it was, worked out okay for Anne Hathaway. Worked out better for Anne Hathaway, some might say. Some might say. Listen, this is us. <laughs> certified. <laughs> and with that. Certified hit. <laughs> all right. Let's get into our January rewind look back. We got a, a real mixed bag here. We're going to talk about some new feuds, some minor feuds. Um, we're going to talk about some of the random headlines. But first, I want to talk about some things that I feel like were a huge part of January. And every time I brought up to you, you would refuse to engage me on it or talk about it. And Okay. Let's hear it. The first thing I want to talk to you about is Wordle. Nope. Not interested. Don't want to know. Not going to download it. Don't tell Okay. Me well, that, first of all, you don't have to download anything. Okay. Wordle is not an app. What? What is it? First of all, the best part of Wordle is that it was created by a guy named John Wordle. Wordle created <laughs> Wordle. You, how, could you, how could you not love it? He's a software engineer in Brooklyn, and he created it for his partner during the pandemic because she loves word games. You love word searches. You don't I relate do. to this? I do. I just like automatically, you know, anytime someone, there's like a group of people, it's all over the internet talking about something. I'm just, I have a dis, some kind of disorder where I'm like, now I have to just ignore this with everything inside of me. So that's what I do. Well, his family became obsessed with it. So they decided to release it to the world in October. And the interest has only grown. I didn't 
jump on immediately. I was seeing everyone sharing uh, their their wordles on Twitter because there's a <laughs> there's a way you can share it without spoiling the what is it? answer. It's a website. <laughs> I'm just like so it's confused. A it's a lifestyle. Um, <laughs> Yes, it's like you know, you wake up and every morning the New York Times is like, "Do you want to play the mini crossword? Do you want to play the yeah. pangram?" And then you well, play it, app. and then it's like, "Come back tomorrow." It's not an app. Is it? It could be an app, but I play it like just in my browser. Anyway, this one you have to play in the browser, and you type in Wordle into your little browser. It resets every night at midnight, and basically you have six tries to guess a five-letter word. Oh. And if you get letters right. It'll tell you if the letters are in the word. It'll tell you if the letters are in the wrong position. It's super simple. And I will say from the day I started playing it, I have now gotten very into it. I'm not like sharing and bragging, although I have been sort of impressed with other people when I'm like, oh, you got that in two. Uh, it was a six. It was a six try day for me. It was getting a little scary. Okay. Well, now I'm a little bit more intrigued. So maybe I will. Maybe I will attempt a wordle. Why not? I do love a good word game. Yeah, let's see. And then next month, we can talk about who's better at Wordle based on the sharing. We share, can. Share we your will. Wordle with me. We must. <laughs> cheer also came out last month. Did you watch Cheer? Um, no, but I did. I, I watched, actually, I watched the first two episodes because we had Screen Earth, I noticed, <laughs> in, the net, in our Netflix account. Um, there's something very dark about trying to watch trying to watch Cheer now with all of the controversy that happened with you know Jerry from season one. So there's a part of me that's like, I know it's not their fault, but also I'm like, I don't want to watch this now. It's like kind of, I don't know. Anyway, I kind of appreciated that about it because I think a lot of times when you're watching, like for example, Real Housewives, and they try to pretend that they're still just Real Housewives and they're not famous like now they'll talk more about like seeing each other in the headlines but like generally they try to pretend like they're not influencers they're just actually real housewives and i was like oh i kind of like i don't like the fact that they're still showing this footage of jerry but like on certain shows they're like this person did something racist so we cut them out of the show and you never even get to see like what the problem was or what they did so i thought it was interesting that they they still showed you how he was a part of the team and how, what his effect was. And they interviewed the two people who were involved in the allegations and um, yeah, I mean, it's icky, but it's also like, yeah, it's a real mirror. Like they show you all, like he was like the breakout star and they show him like on the arc Oscars red carpet and everyone's like, Oh my God, we had no idea. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, I think that's, I guess that's a better perspective of it for me. It was, I was watching episode one and it was just like, he's everywhere and they're kind of going over it. And, Maybe I just need to continue watching because I, I assume they address it and then he does disappear. But clearly, we had not reached that point in my viewing. So, yeah. Well, anyway, that's what got me thinking about we can, we will, we must. <laughs> we must. And now we must talk about Bruno. We must. This was another thing that. You, I actively was like, okay, I've watched Encanto. Now you have to watch Encanto. And I tried to watch Encanto, but it didn't work out for me. So much like, much like Dune. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I know. How many times am I going to attempt Encanto? I do. I mean, I, I just got bored with it in the first, after the first song, I was like, okay, it's not the Bruno song. I don't care anymore. I'm done now. Well, 
This movie came out around Thanksgiving. I admittedly did not watch it. <laughs> this whole podcast is just like, this was a thing and we ignored it until we couldn't ignore it anymore. <laughs> yes. I watched it when, I wasn't against watching it, I just hadn't gotten around to it until I started seeing everywhere headlines about we don't talk about Bruno, TikToks of we don't talk about Bruno. And literally I was like, I need to know, I need to know about Bruno. So I watched this movie. This is not a review of Encanto. This is a update on why everyone's talking about we don't talk about Bruno. First of all, the song is a breakout hit because it was written by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Obviously. I still haven't heard of the song. <laughs> my favorite thing now is um, when people try to tell my nine-year-old nephew that the same guy who wrote Hamilton wrote uh, Encanto, the music, and he just like rolls his eyes. He's like, yes, if one more person tells me that, I, you know, he's very tired of hearing it. He doesn't want to know what Lin-Manuel Miranda's up to. He also then asked me what Lin-Manuel Miranda looked like. And then when I explained to him that Lin-Manuel Miranda was the guy that played Alexander Hamilton in Hamilton, that blew his mind. So I was like, oh, you're sitting here acting like you know everything about Lin-Manuel Miranda, but you didn't even realize you were looking directly at him when we watched that movie. So just saying, nine-year-olds don't know anything. Anyway, this song is being talked about everywhere because it is now charting on the Billboard Top Hot 100. It has reached as high as number two. It's reached as high as number two, which makes it the second highest ranking from any song from a Disney animated movie. Can you guess what the number one is? Yes, because you have it written over here. <laughs> a whole new world. I thought it was going to be Let It Go, but I guess the whole thing was that this has been the like biggest breakout song since Let It Go. Which, first of all, justice for Moana. I can't believe I more people like did Let It love- Go. I find that song to be very irritating. No, it's horrible. I don't like I don't it's just so and also I can't believe a whole new world is the top I thought it would have been some like Little Mermaid song or Lion King I think the Little Mermaid the Little Mermaid came out before a whole new world oh but yeah I guess I see what you're saying it, it's not since then it's the, the highest ever but like number one that means a whole no. new world was number one on the Billboard Hot 100 <laughs> I mean it's a great song definitely better than let it go yeah well in addition to that another song from the movie surface pressure which actually was the first song that caught me when i was watching the movie so i think you should keep going it gets better um is also starting to hit the chart so everything is just going well for lin-manuel miranda and now everyone's wondering if he's finally going to get the oscar which would give him the egot because he has the rest wow but there's a twist and that is that neither of these songs, we don't talk about Bruno nor Surface Pressure, are eligible for the Oscars because they only were allowed to submit one or two. They decided to put all their money under on they decided to put all their money on Dos Oruguitas, which is a very beautiful, the more heart-rending song in the movie, but they had to pick it before the movie came out and they had no idea oh. which one was gonna be the like banger. So I'm mostly upset that now we're not going to see an ensemble perform. We don't talk about Bruno at the Oscars because that would have been cool. I still think like, what's that one song that Mandy Moore and what's his face performed at the Oscars from Tangled? That was a great song. First of all, it's Zach Levi. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Nobody, Nobody knows that guy's name. Everyone knows that guy's name. Chuck. I don't remember what song that is, though. 
I don't, it's about lanterns or something. I just know. <laughs> it's called like I saw a light or something. I just think about when, first of all, the fact that Lin-Manuel Miranda didn't win for Moana when that, when How Far I'll Go was nominated for best song. Yeah. Well, I mean, Moana has like all great songs. There's not a song in Moana that I don't like. No. Well, he didn't win. And also Weird. that poor, uh, poor actress got like hit in the head while she was performing it. There was like a oh, problem. Wait. You don't remember yeah. that? That was the whole thing. No. Well, okay. Well, as we reflect and I try to Google this video, why don't we take a quick break and we get back. Uh, we'll get into some celebrity feuds. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. All right. The first, I don't know if you can call this a feud, but it seems like Kanye West wants there to be a feud between him and Pete Davidson. And this is a story that I feel like is still developing every minute, probably as we're recording this. Yes. I mean, it's, it also seems like Kanye West is always sort of looking for a feud. It doesn't really matter with who. Correct. Um, but right now his target seems to be obviously... Pete Davidson, who is currently dating his ex-wife, Kim Kardashian. Kanye West, um, in a song recently, said that he wants to beat Pete Davidson's ass. Just so I could beat Pete Davidson's ass. Um, Wait, hold on. According to Kanye, the papers are not signed yet. So how dare you call him? Oh, right. His ex-wife, his current wife. (laughs) He is still pining while dating what I like to call his new project, but I'll get into that. Um... Pete Davidson is a, has been made aware of the fact that Kanye West wants to beat his ass and um, seems to not care and loves it, quote unquote. That's on brand for him. Yeah. I Also, it's getting weird to a point because now he's picking fights with Pete Davidson, but also it's like you're trying to get your wife back, but you're dating Julia Fox, which, I mean, this isn't a feud, but I feel like this is an important thing to tangently like, talk about. Um, Julia Fox, who is from Uncut Gems fame. Um, and, and, and not much else, I have to say. Truly not No much shade else. to her. That's literally the only way I know how to define her. I would say no shade to her prior to this month, but at this point she seems <laughs> pretty insufferable that I yeah. feel like it's okay to put shade towards. True. Um, they started dating January 6th, which was not that long ago, but... Of course they started dating on January 6th. Anything involving Kanye West just automatically feels like it's been years and years already. Wait. Um... I thought they started dating. No, they on, went on their first date on January 6th. I thought something happened on New Year's Eve. Well, according to this blog interview thing, whoever she knows at Interview Magazine that keeps giving her uh, these, oh, like, off the hook, this is what she said. I thought there was something about New Year's Eve. I don't know. But yeah, just um, the day of the Capitol riots. Yeah. She, oh my God. That's um, why I was like, of course, January 6th. 
That makes total sense. She referred to the start of their relationship as, quote, unquote, organic. Um, and she, she described Kanye West as, quote, fun to be around. So we already know we cannot trust Julia because – You don't think no Kanye is fun to be around? No. I think he's first probably terrifying to be around. <laughs> um, they can't stop going to New York's hottest club, Carbone, um, doing photo shoots there. Kanye is also purchasing a new wardrobe for her. But to clarify, she's not dating him for the money because she's dated billionaires her entire adult life. As she said, quote, I've dated billionaires my entire adult life, end quote. Um, all of their mutual friends are apparently texting Julia saying, oh, my God, this makes so much sense. Um, and most recently, they've been making appearances together at Paris Fashion Week where Julia has coined their relationship name, Julie, and is also um, Kanye West is now her full-time makeup artist. And unfortunately, we're going to continue to follow the story. You glossed like, so quickly over Julie. Yay. Julie. I, <laughs> I mean, A, you can't name your, you can't give yourself a relationship name. I feel like that's not allowed. Well, I mean, we're all talking about it now. Oh, I see. They they hung out together in Miami on New Year's Eve because that caused headlines that Kanye West chose her over his children. <laughs> oh, my God. But, but the whole thing here is that he, you cannot feud with Pete Davidson and want to kick his ass when you have a girl – you have a project you're working on currently. Like, I don't understand. He's dating someone and he's, you know, finding a whole new wardrobe. He seems busy enough. Like – what part of this is getting Kim back? It's just very confusing to me. I don't know. I feel like there's definitely an ele- there's some sort of element of PR stunt in here. Did you talk about the fact that a PR stunt with Kanye? Ta- no. Did you talk about the closet full of the new wardrobe? Yeah, he- I mean that's like the- oh no, yeah, he did. He purchased like he bought he what he rented out a hotel suite and just purchased a whole bunch of clothes for her. There was a TikTok that I saw where some guy mentioned that she'd been wearing the same outfit for like three days or something when she was photographed in New York, and it was like. Has Ye not been able to approve outfits? Is that why she's been wearing the same thing for three days? And I, I mean, it does give you flashbacks to those like clips of Keeping Up with the Kardashians where he's like, throw this out, throw that out. Yeah. And like put Kim Kardashian in sweatpants and look where we are now. No, then she like took it upon herself to talk to Interview Magazine where she gave all this information that just seemed. No, yeah. She keeps volunteering. Yes. Like, this... what do you, way too much. And she's like, I don't need attention. It's like, stop, stop talking to magazines then. You, this is also referring to anything with Kanye West as organic is just troubling. No, she's like, we don't want to label it. We're just like two people. Like, well, first of all, there's no we involved. There's no we involved. Kanye West is just doing whatever the hell he wants to do. And she's just like along for the ride. No, then she's like posting Instagram stories of him like doing her makeup. <laughs> she's like, look oh my who's God. my favorite makeup artist. Do you think they've actually kissed? I don't know. You don't think they kissed in the in the? You don't think they made out in like the the pile of diesel clothes? No, I mean just that video of him like taking pictures of her at Carbone, and people are just trying to eat their nine hundred dollar pasta is like so wild to me. It just looks so upsetting. No, in the midst of all this, he announced that he's putting out another album this month, Donda Two. We're so lucky. Although he said this month, but doesn't he says things and then. The last time he was like locked himself in a basement and said it wasn't ready. I don't know. <laughs> That's true. A dorm. A dorm. He's locked himself in a room in like the Staples Center or something. I think it was like he's just living there. All right. Well, I think the conclusion here is this is really just the ongoing story of Kanye West. It's really a one-sided feud. All I've heard, all the headlines that speculate on Pete Davidson's sides are like, Pete Davidson la- laughs at this. No, this is like the same thing that he did with like Drake for like years where it was just like, Drake did this, Drake did that. And people are like, Drake, do you have anything to say? And he's like, I'm good. You know, Pete Davidson's like, I'm good. I'm 
going to buy a ferry. Insert that clip of Pete Davidson talking about taking your meds on SNL. No shame in the, in the medicine game. I'm on him. It's great. Take him. There's nothing wrong with take him. Oh, I thought you wanted to insert the clip of him talking about buying the ferry. <laughs> he and Colin Jost bought a Staten Island ferry. I like that for them. All right. Now let's move into a feud that is not one-sided at all. No. It is very two-sided, and it is between Britney Spears and Jamie Lynn Spears. Is Jamie Lynn Spears in the camp of the rest of the Spears family? So is it just Britney? I mean, this is obviously, Jamie Lynn is currently the front runner, but like, this is still Britney versus Spears family. Oh yeah, no, it's versus whole Spears family, but right now. God, I don't know who is advising Jamie Lynn to do why don't you break it down a little bit? yeah first. okay so months ago when jamie lynn spears announced that she was putting together a <laughs> memoir that she was going to release in january we talked about what a terrible idea this was and would you believe she didn't listen to us and still released the memoir through the storm a real story of fame and family in a tabloid world so this memoir came out we didn't read it and i don't think we have to And with this, Jamie Lynn decided to do a little press. She started on Good Morning America with a sit-down interview. And I didn't, you know, she got emotional in all these interviews. She talked about her daughter almost dying in an ATV accident, which sounds horrible and terrifying. And of course, she also talks about her relationship with Brittany and how she was much younger and how it affected their family and She does say a lot of times that she didn't really know what's going on, but she does talk about certain moments where she was concerned for her sister. She brings up a story about a knife, like just talks about these random things. I've only ever loved and supported her and done what's right by her. And she knows that. So I don't know why we're in this position right now. Britney Spears didn't love it. No, she seemed to not like any of that. Didn't love it. No. And... Britney started there were there's an incredibly exhaustive back and forth that has taken place over the past yeah. few weeks so it's a real roller coaster we're not going to read every single Instagram but Instagram post Twitter post but there were some some choice things Britney basically was like she wasn't around why is she using me to sell a book and then with like cute add cute little send-offs like hope your book does well Jamie Lynn Um, which basically it feels a lot like what it would look like if you and your sibling were publicly hashing out some like (laughs) petty fight you were having because that's what's happening. Yes, it is very much like I don't have siblings, but yeah, I imagine this is what it would be like. You kind of lose all sense of like adult rapport. You're fighting with your siblings. You're just back to being like five years old and be like, no, you did it. Right. Well, and then, of course, they keep being like, I'm staying off social media. Like, this is the last time I'm going to speak about this. No. (laughs) No. So then Jamie Lynn wrote on her social media that her family's getting death threats, which I definitely believe. And Britney Spears needs to stop posting these accusatory posts. And she's like, I hate to burst my sister's bubble, but my book is not about her. Sure. Sure it isn't. She can't help that she was born as Spears, too, as she says. Um, and she's basically oh like, I, I don't have a choice. I built my own career. It has nothing to do with Britney. But also to label yourself, like, it's not my fault I was born as Spears. Like, you're not born a Kennedy. What are you talking about? Born as Spears? Like, Britney Spears is the only, like, Spears that people have ever cared about. No, but also it's like she's famous because of her sister. So no right. one wants to read Brian Spears' book. No. Um 
And so then Britney Spears wrote, congrats, babe, you've stooped to a new level of low after she heard Jamie Lynn's interview on the Call Her Daddy podcast. And this was in response to the knife story. And she said, the only knife I I ever saw you with at home was cutting the biggest pieces of squash I ever saw in my life. Yeah, you know, it's like there's certain aspects where, like, Brittany, I get it, but, like, pull pull back. Like, just, like, pull back, you know? Say less, pull back. I think there's a level of this where you feel incredibly bad because, you know, of all the tumultuousness that's just happened to Britney Spears and she has been on, like, this insane lockdown. And I think what's frustrating for, I assume, most people watching this, which I don't condone death threats ever – but like the Britney Spears hive is like very, very intense. And I think them knowing that Jamie Lynn has profited off of Britney Spears being silent and now is like trying to profit off of yet again something else that's happening with Britney, which like, yes, it's an accomplishment that she's free, but like it's still a really big trauma. I think that's where it's like, it's still gross. Like whatever you're doing is still gross. Just stop. No, and of course, and for Jamie Lynn to say that she didn't, that this book isn't about Britney Spears or profiting about her is <laughs> insane because of the timing. Like well, you decided not to put this book out until all of a sudden there was all this stuff about Britney's conservatorship. Like it's so obvious. Like yes, just, stop, timing, just lean into it. Timing is suspect. Then trying to be like, it's not about this. It's not about, it's like, yes, it is. Just say it is. Just, it's fine. Like denying is making it worse. Yeah, well, then, you know, Brittany called her a scum person, but then it's like, <laughs> I still love you. Jamie's like, just call me. And then they were talking about, like, what happened after Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears broke up. And Jamie Lynn said she was shocked and no one told her anything about it. And Britney Spears was like, she was too busy sitting there drinking these special chocolate milkshakes, which she then like describes in detail what's in the chocolate milkshakes. And like, honestly, I just have questions about like what the secret chunky sugar is. Like, is it you who is it? Is there ice cream involved? What's in the chocolate milkshakes? Britney Spears also just describes Jamie Lynn as like a demon child. When she was like younger, which I find very entertaining. Well, I mean, she was like she was twelve, and she sat there watching TV, drinking milkshakes, and I was like, okay, but she's twelve. Like, what? Else <laughs> <laughs> right, like, I like, don't. Energy- is that so crazy? She was watching TV and drinking milkshakes. No, but she was on a raft is, in the pool. The energy is that like she's such a demon child, and then but she uses examples like this where you're like, wait, I believe that she wasn't a great person, but this isn't the story you should tell to follow up this like energy. It's like she was awful. She drank those milkshakes. And you're like, what? With the chunky sugar. Well, and then in the midst of this, Brittany's lawyer sent a letter to J- Jamie Lynn uh, asking her to cease and desist from referencing Brittany derogatorily during her promotional campaign. <laughs> the letter was said, we write with some hesitation because the last thing Brittany wants is to bring more attention to your ill-timed book and its misleading or outrageous claims about her. Although Brittany has not read and does not intend to read your book, she and millions of her fans were shocked to see how you have exploited her for monetary gain. She will not tolerate it, nor should she. So Oof. I don't know if Brent, if Jamie Lynn had more interviews lined up, but I don't know if she's going to do them. Yeah, she might want to back out of those. Um, yeah. Okay, another feud that you had to explain to me <laughs> recently was uh, Peter Dinklage versus Disney. Peter Dinklage versus Disney. This is a mini feud. This is, it's a very minor feud because he's still working with Disney, obviously. And oh, no, he's not working with Disney. 
basically, he went out what the fuck with Mark Maron. Do you remember when we talked about Rachel Ziegler being cast in Snow White and how people were mad because her skin's not white as snow? Yes. <laughs> and Disney was like, look how progressive we are. We Cassid. have a black actress playing Little Mermaid. We have a uh, Latina playing Snow White. Right. And Peter Dinklage was basically like, okay, but this is still offensive. And he said, I was still taken aback when they were very proud to cast a Latina actress as Snow White, but you're still telling the story of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Take a step back and look at what you're doing here. It makes no sense to me. You're progressive in one way, but then you're still making that fucking backward story about seven dwarfs living in a cave together. You're progressive in one way, and then, but you're still making that backward oh, story of seven dwarves <laughs> living in a cave to get what the f- you doing man so he's like have i done nothing to advance the cause for my soapbox i guess i'm not loud enough and he wasn't like making a big statement you know he was just like talking to mark Marin about this and yeah, was just yeah. like and he said like literally no offense to anyone but you know this is showing valid, that yeah. yes it's a holistic thing it's not just one part of it um is not right. It's like you think you fixed one area of this, but then here's this other area that's a very substantial part of this film that's still hella problematic. Right. Or so completely, yeah. Then shortly after that, Disney responded and said that they're working to avoid reinforcing stereotypes from the original film, and they're taking a different approach with these characters and had been consulting members members of the dwarfism community. They are not consulting Peter Dinklage to star in the movie. Okay, he's not in the movie. (laughs) No. My mind is like all seven of the dwarves. They're like, we're working on it, but you're like, okay, well, are they not going to make one of them called Dopey and not define them by like one characteristic? And I don't know. They're all going to have I'm almost like you're digging yourself into a hole, Disney, by pretending like you're going to make this progressive. Well, they're going to name all the dwarves like something else now. It's like ambition and progress. And like, I don't, you know, it's like, just stop. Stop talking about it until there's actually something to talk about is also the thing. Like, I don't know. Disney's always just doing something that you're like, why Why are you doing that? Yeah. No, you're like, show, don't tell. Yes. I'm looking forward to seeing what they do there. It's going to be interesting. Another feud that I believe you requested I don't know anything about this feud. Um, <laughs> I tried to explain this, this one is... to you, and you were like, just explain it to me on the podcast. Yeah, you were like trying to get into it, and I was like, you know what? I don't, I, I would rather just react in real time. This makes for a, a better segment anyway. Um, so, Taylor Swift and the guy from Gorillas are fighting? Yeah, the guy from Gorillas, and also Blur, whose name is Damon Albarn. Albarn? Albarn? A name I did not know until last week. Yeah, right off the bat, who's winning this feud? Right. Not the guy from Korea. Yes, I mean, nothing. There's, I don't don't see any leg to stand on for Guy for Gorillas. Guy from Gorillas. Guy from Gorillas did an interview for the LA Times, and they were talking about songwriting, and the interviewer brought up Taylor Swift as a talented songwriter. Mm -hmm. And. Damon Albarn responded that she's only a co-writer and so it doesn't count because co-writing is very different to writing. I'm not hating Uh, on anybody. I'm just saying there's a big difference between a songwriter and a songwriter who co-writes. I think that that is hating. I feel like that is hating. Is that that's not hating? Well, that's hating. (laughs) Not only is that hating, but then he also brought up Billie Eilish as someone he was more attracted to 
because she's darker and, you know, less upbeat and thinks she's exceptional and thinks the music that she co-writes with her brother is exceptional. So. But that's also correct. Right? Exactly. <laughs> so that's the point. It doesn't totally make sense. I don't really know what was happening there. And then Taylor Swift tweeted, I was such a big fan of yours until I saw this. I write all of my own songs. Your hot take is completely false and so damaging. You don't have to like my songs, but it's really fucked up to, to try and discredit my writing. Wow. And then added, P.S., I wrote this tweet all by myself in case you were wondering. And <laughs> Good for Taylor. No, I mean, she's right. This is so Yes, that's s- fucked up. But so also it's weird. like, I'm cool and I'm edgy and I like Billie Eilish's music because she's dark. It's like, okay, that's great. That's a musical preference. But you don't get to dislike credit her. Like Taylor Swift, who has wrote, wrote a lot of songs. And whether all of her songs. Every, every yeah. artist has some kind of help that they have a team that helps them produce and compose. So I'm confused as to what this like hot take even is. Is this guy just sounds like an idiot? Right. He could have just said, you know, she's not my fave or she's not for me or something to that effect. I think he could but- have just been like, I'm not really like a Taylor Swift music fan, but I respect her as an artist and moved on. Like I don't really you don't have to love Taylor Swift music to acknowledge the fact that she's a songwriter. That's gross. All right. Well, so obviously because Taylor Swift tweeted this, I assume someone came to his house and tried to burn it down the next day because that's how Taylor's fans work. Yes, and one quick sweep of his Instagram proved that they found him. Um, but he tweeted the next day, I totally agree with you. I had a conversation about songwriting and sadly it was reduced to clickbait. I apologize unreservedly and unconditionally. The last thing I would do would want to do is discredit your songwriting. I hope you understand. Now, when I looked at the tweet that she responded to, the way that they teased it in, on Twitter did sort of look like it was going to be clickbaity. But when I clicked into it, the it's exchange seemed like exactly what happened, which is that the interview, the interviewer literally said she writes all of her own songs, writes or co-writes all of her own songs. And he was like, no, it doesn't count. It wasn't. They contest it. Well, also, it sounds like Guy from Gorillaz doesn't understand what clickbait is either. Right, or he just didn't, like, he could say, like, this, the way that this was marketed was for clickbait, but when, yeah, I don't know, unless they, like, totally changed the entire conversation, which I guess is possible, but either way, you should know not to mess with Taylor Swift. No, man, that's, that's never a good idea. No. So that one ended quickly. That's not a developing story, as far as I know. Maybe we'll see them singing together at the Grammys if those ever happen. No. Yes. Yes, maybe, but I'd be fine if not, either way. Um, okay, why don't we take another break and we come back? Why don't we close out with some random miscellaneous things you might have missed in January? The lightning round. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Well, one gift that we were given um, this month, I don't know if it's a gift for all, but it's a gift for me personally, and I know for you, is that Tom Brady will not be in the Super Bowl. Huzzah! Um, I know he's also been working on some like album. I, I, no, <laughs> he's writing songs with Taylor Swift, <laughs> co-writing. Um, 
working on sort of like the last dance type situation that Michael Jordan did um, or something. But it's like you can't you can't work on that until you are years out from retirement. You're still in the game. I mean, he should be years out. (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, he's years out on the (laughs) other end. No, I know, but he's still so freaking good, which is. But yeah, either way, you don't you don't start working on your legacy until you have retired. Your career has to come to completion in order for you to start reflecting on it. I think in those cases. For now, I will take the W and Tom Brady's L. I'll also take the fact that Aaron Rodgers is not going to be in the Super Bowl also. Me too. Listen, January giveth and January taketh away (laughs) Adele's Vegas residency. Oh, that is sad. The video that she posted was really sad. We've been absolutely destroyed by delivery delays and COVID. Half my crew, half my team are down with COVID. They still are. And it's been impossible to finish the show. And I can't give you what I have right now. Um, And I'm gutted. Also, my immediate thing was like, oh, no, she's got COVID. She can't do the thing. And then it was like, no, I don't have COVID, but we all might get COVID. (laughs) (laughs) No, you said that to me. You said it to me on an Instagram. So, of course, it's like, click the link in bio. I'm like, can you just tell me what the problem is? Do I have to click the link in bio to find out? I'm like, is there you? And then you said something like, probably her vocal cords or something. <laughs> like, she's crying. And then I responded, like, no, it's COVID. Um, <laughs> yes. Serena and I have deep, deep exchanges. But yeah, no, that was sad. I mean, it sounds like they really tried to make it happen. And everyone who was working on it got COVID, is what it sounded like. Yeah, I mean, at this point, it does seem kind but of like the only people really affected by that. I feel bad for Adele. The people who had the two thousand dollars to pay for the tickets, I think they'll survive. That's how much. The yeah, I think cost. if you, yeah, I think if you have two thousand dollars to spare for Adele tickets, you you're doing just fine. Um. Also, uh, Bill Hader and Anna Kendrick have been secretly dating, and people are pretending to care. Um, <laughs> I love Bill Hader. Is- I, I, I don't care who Bill Harrier's dating. He was dating Rachel Bilson. Misha, and oh my I, God. Yeah, and I was going to say Misha Barton. <laughs> no, I, I loved Bill Hader and Rachel Bilson together. Um, I will say that a lot of this news, these headlines, everyone was like, oh my God, this is great. But then a lot of the subhead stuff was like how people hate Anna Kendrick. And it's like Anna Kendrick is the new Anne Hathaway or something. And then it was like, and then you were explaining to me that like, no, people hated Anne Hathaway for like 10 minutes because she was being annoying. But people hate Anna Kendrick because she's apparently rude. Yeah, she has a bad, she has rep, a reputation of being, you know, it's like people who hate her are the servers on TikTok who are ranking the people that they've served in real life. <laughs> God, I yeah, love the, those TikToks. Yes, it's like that sort of, it's like that sort of thing. But um, I mean, the other things are that like he has a type because Anna Kendrick and Rachel Bilson are both little yeah. and he's tall. I don't know. We watched that movie, Noel, where they were brother and sister. Oh, that my makes it God, a little weird. did oh my god yeah that's always gross i always also think about the cast of like parenthood with lauren graham and what's her the guy that played her brother like peter krause yeah are they married i don't know but they've been together a long time they've been dating and i was like this is weird that happens all the time jennifer Jennifer carpenter and michael c hall yeah anyways anyways other celebrities who are doing things. John Mulaney and Olivia Munn. I just assumed we were never going to see their baby and they shared a picture of him when he was born in December and I was like, okay, that's the most we'll see of that baby. But they are really sharing a lot. John Mulaney posted a whole Instagram carousel of pictures of him. I mean, it's very cute. 
I mean, I know this baby's real, obviously, but there's still a part of me that's so skeptical at everything that either of them post. I'm like, this isn't real. Is this real? Is this really happening? Wow, this baby's really real. Well, I mean, I'm sure they're being coached to present. Yeah, because there was all those rumors (laughs) coming out when she was like about to have the baby. They're like, they haven't seen each other in months. He hasn't seen her pregnant at all, basically. And I was like, what? Yeah, well, I mean, nothing melts a lot of darkness. Like, look at our cute baby. Yeah, that's true. It looks like a real cute But also baby. good for that baby. I mean, that baby's going to grow up and read all sorts of bizarre things about himself on the internet. So at least Yikes. there will be this, assuming they never delete those Instagram posts. You never know. The power of an archive. Um, speaking of archive, Jason Momoa and Lisa Bonet announced their split after 900 years this month, which was very <laughs> sad. <laughs> I didn't – I mean, I, I, I know they weren't married that long, but they were together for so long. That it's like actually very sad. Yeah, they were together for 15 years, which is 900 years in celebrity times. But as we discussed, as they end their relationship, Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly are right there to start a new flame. And after we found out they were engaged, it was revealed that her ring has thorns on it, apparently. Of course it does. (laughs) I'm surprised it's not just like full of vials of each other's blood. We know what they say. Deranged. Every ring has its thorn. No. (laughs) <laughs> um what else is going on coachella is back and vanessa hudgens can rest easy i know she's been waiting for this moment for a very long time who's headlining harry styles kanye west and Billie eilish um seems like a good show yeah although my favorite thing about when they announce the coachella lineups are the memes of the fake lineups oh my god i know and the best comment I saw was on one of those memes, and it just said, no Che Diaz. <laughs> no, I can't stop watching and dress like that. I can't stop. It's so bad. It's such a disease. Well, it's over now, so you don't have a choice. Yeah, that's true. For now. All right. As And just like that ends, and just like that, we have reached the end of this episode. It is okay. time for your burning question. Okay, Zerine, you ready for your burning question? Yes. I'm, I'm going to take it easy on you today. Okay. I appreciate that. So you're not over it for the week was that Anne Hathaway was almost in a walk to remember. And if you think back to 20 minutes ago when we talked about that, <laughs> you decided that only Mandy Moore could play that role. That being said, if you had to re retroactively recast a movie that stars Anne Hathaway with Mandy Moore, which role that Anne Hathaway played would you like to see Mandy Moore give a shot at? Whoa. I don't know. I mean, I like, I really like Anne Hathaway. Like, I I think as much as I feel like Anne Hathaway couldn't have done, <laughs> like, a walk to remember because that movie just has so much, like, nostalgic, you know, like, power over me. <laughs> I, actually, I just don't think, like, Mandy Moore, like, I, I don't think Mandy Moore can hang Whoa. with a lot of, like, Anne Hathaway's, like, you don't think she could hang in Bride Wars? Well, I mean, like, she could do, like, Get Smart. Like, yeah, you want to be in, like, Get Smart. No, Anne Hathaway's so good in Bride Wars. She can't do Bride Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I love Bride Wars. That's such a good movie. No, like, Mandy Moore could have done, like, Ocean's 8. <laughs> like, I don't – I didn't watch that. But. Listen, hear me out. I would – I would be interested. Like, Valentine's Day. <laughs> Mandy no, Moore but, like, I would be interested to see what it would have looked like if Mandy Moore played – Fontaine and Les Mis. She can sing. That's that's the most uh, important no. part. <laughs> that's a no for me. No, I think I think Anne Hathaway was great in it, but 
I feel like Mandy Moore wasn't up for these roles because she kind of went away for a while. But now that she's in This Is Us, I feel like some doors might open for her. Well, you know, good luck to Mandy Moore with that. Do you um, think Anne Hathaway could have done Mandy Moore's iconic choreography in the candy video? No. <laughs> I don't. Actually. Okay, well, with Paris Fashion Week behind us, New York Fashion Week ahead of us, I think a good song to close out would be DJ Play Fashion Killer by ASAP Rocky. She a fashion killer, and I'm a trendy nigga. I said her pistol go. Not Over It is hosted and produced by Becky Kirsch and Zareen Siddiqui. Our producer is Emily Feld. Our editor is John Ross. Our executive producers are Allison Noel and Lisa Sugar. Have something to share? Tell us the moments you're not over by emailing us at notoverit at popsugar.com. Thanks for listening.